Hi humans, welcome to our podcast, Let's Talk About It. My name's Lauren. And I'm Adam. On this podcast, we want to help start or continue conversation about the beautiful and messy parts of life. Although we both had a conservative upbringing, we've since grown out of a lot of our traditional ways of thinking. We're learning to deconstruct the religious lenses we once saw the world through, breaking down topics like purity culture, racism, and the patriarchy, while demystifying things like feminism, equality, and love. Stepping away from our evangelical church background, all the while leaning into God and moving forward in our Christian faith. We are truth seekers and love Jesus. And just like Jesus, we invite all to the table. That, my friend, is where you come in. If you have something to say or a perspective to share, don't be shy. We would love to know your story. You can reach us at laurenandadamofficial at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you. And without further ado, let's Let's talk talk about it. it. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Let's talk about it. Uh, Today we are joined with our friend Ashley. Ashley, say hello. Hello. We just discussed, um, so her last name is Tribu. I didn't know how to say it, but now I do, Tribu. Um, So Ashley and I met like six months ago, I think, at an event where she had her paintings. And actually, you have some totes, too, with your paintings and drawings and things That's right, the body bags. Yeah, Yeah, the body bags. (laughs) I love it. So... um, if you would be so gracious and kind of tell us, so you're a painter. So tell us like how you began painting and how you're an artist. Before, all before we like establish that, do you consider yourself a painter or how do you consider yourself? That's a great question. Um, maybe more of an artist. I've painted yeah. ever since I was a child with my dad, um, but I've always been drawn to a variety of media, like okay. photography mm-hmm. and drawing. Um, yeah, but I studied painting at Beaumont. Right. Um, yeah, so an artist, just because yeah. I was a dancer and just, I like to dabble. Yes, I love it. I always think, I always feel like dancers and people who paint and artists, like, they're very, like, they're kind of one and the same. Like, do you oh, know absolutely. what I mean? Like, the yeah. the vibes of dancers and those who make art with their hands mm. are very, like, similar. Um, 100%. But anyway, so I was, like, first very much, like, drawn towards Ashley's drawings and paintings and all of that because they're of bodies and I love that kind of art. So um, it was very inspirational for me because I, I up until this point, no, Ashley's just gonna be like, "You are an artist. You're a painter." I've not, I had not really considered myself somebody who could draw or like paint or any of that. Like I just, I just always gave that to somebody else to do it better, you know. Um, but I was like, you know what? I'm so like magnetized to the images that you paint and that she paints that I was like, maybe I should just try it. Like, why don't I just like go for it? If it's like something that inspires me and that I wish I could do, and that's like a quotation mark, why don't I just like go ahead and try it out? And so I did. And so since then I've just been I've just been trying and I've just been drawing. So she's very inspirational in that way. And uh, yeah, I'm just so glad you're here today. I'm glowing. That's like the best compliment I feel like is whenever people are like, I saw your work. I love your work. Now I'm doing it myself. And I'm yeah. like, hell yes. Yes, you are. You're an artist. <laughs> yeah. It's just so like, yeah. And that's the vibe you give off to. And that's, I feel like you, without without like verbally telling me like you gave me permission Mm. and yeah so that's just like the that's the kind of person Ashley is so 
Um, That's totally true. Because you like any conversation we've had is always like you kind of give permission to try things on, mm-hmm. which yes. is like huge to like huge. not define yourself by something, but like just allow yourself to like be something for a minute. Yeah, oh. absolutely. Well, yeah, so true. So when I first wanted to like get together with you, so this is the main thing we're going to talk about today probably is we're going to talk about body image and purity culture and all things bodies, really. Bodies. Um, because when I first found her, I was actually going through just a revelation. I remember telling you, I was like, I don't even, I don't think I'm even ready to talk about it. Mm. Remember? You're like, why don't you just, you know, you're so impassioned like, talk about it. And I was oh, like, yeah, I don't publicly, right? Yeah. On your outlet. Yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't think, I don't think I'm ready. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I'm like, I'm figuring it all out right now. Um, and one of the, the biggest things I was not struggling with, but learning about and unlearning was the idea of purity culture. Um, was huge for me. And like, actually a lot of people may not know what purity culture is. And so with that being said, like this is a conversation for everybody. So I, I definitely want to dive into like what exactly purity culture is, whether you are religious or you didn't grow up with religion at all or, and every sexuality too. This isn't just like, a, you know, cisgender uh, conversation <laughs> either. Um, <clears throat> so, huh. Purity culture. Yeah, what is it? Does it have a... I I don't know if it's in, like... It doesn't have a definition quite yet. But purity culture is uh, um, in church. uh, And then it started in the 90s is what, like, when purity culture, like, was born. Although the teachings have been around for forever, for a very long time. Absolutely. It really gained financial... um, Traction. Traction in the 90s. So, like, um, what is it? True Love Weights. Mm-hmm. That was one. I, I went to one of those. Yep. Yes. Um, <laughs> had a purity ring. Had a yep. purity ceremony. So that purity, uh, meaning you save yourself, like, you don't have sex until you're married. Or you don't even kiss. Or you don't even marriage. kiss. Oh, in yeah. some cultures. That, well, that was taught to me. <laughs> that's that's true. But also, it's like, it's not even about the interaction between two people either. Mm-mm. Like, purity it's culture is self-sexuality as well, which is yes. like... So crazy because you get into this place where it's externalized relationships where it's like people that you're talking to and the way you interact, but it's about something that's for you in your own space, in your own head. And that's just like super interesting to me. Yeah. The thought life, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, (laughs) that gets deep because then it even, you know, gets into all the who is responsible for whose thought life. Exactly. So that being yeah. said, though, I mean, I know you're like, we'll get into it, but that's kind of important now. A lot of purity culture, it was very separating of men and women. It was very like, here's your message and here's your message. And it being, men are just these sexual beings that can't control themselves and that women are fully responsible for how a man reacts and thinks. (laughs) Um, So she, this is the teaching is that like you have to dress a certain way, you have to act, talk a certain way in order to not be a quote unquote stumbling block. Right. And you have to take up space in a certain way, right? You can't be too close. You can't be like, oh yeah. Yeah. It's It's, like how you show up. Or even as a woman, like I having like a Jezebel spirit, uh, did you ever hear that? Like in church? No, but I can, I know it. I know Jezebel. So you, you can, yeah, you can, you can be just, a young girl who um, develops early on and is somebody who's extroverted or outgoing 
and be told you have a Jezebel spirit because you're in somebody's face, like just by existing, which is very sad. Um, but anyway, so purity culture, I when I was talking with you about it, I realized my whole life, I it has been one of the most like in effect, like it, it, it transformed and it like made me who I am, like all the little steps and things, um, the way I think, the way I dress, the way I acted, like it all really goes back to a lot of purity culture teachings. Um, and you know, at times I was a little rebel about it as a kid. I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not a quiet person. And that was another teaching for women in purity cultures, like to be meek and like quiet Mm -hmm. and, you know, people misusing Bible verses basically to shut people, shut women up. Um, and that was the one thing I was like, uh, I rebel. <laughs> but everything else, um, in the the video that you did the art for and you had the art in, um, I was a small person. So I wasn't told I had a Jezebel spirit because I was small and not so curvy as like some of my other friends. Um, and I never really cared to dress like I was I was fine dressing like a boy, to be honest. So mm-hmm. I didn't, I was not told that I had a Jezebel spirit, but I literally had family and friends be told that. So I was like, okay, so I'm desexualized because I'm not, like I don't have that, like I don't have that Jezebel spirit, but something inside me was like, but maybe I do kind of want, maybe I do kind of want that. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I do want to have that responsibility or that like the conversation men or like people p- pulling girls aside being like, you know, you're too this or that or the other. Like, I almost was jealous. Well, yeah, it's like a power thing, right? Yeah. It gives it a lot of power that's, yeah. like, wildly inappropriate. Just, yeah. Which is so, yeah, it's very inappropriate. I mean, incredibly. Like, a lot of the messages that I heard on purity culture were given by very horny men. <laughs> I mean, 100% really repressed. (laughs) Yes, really repressed. And two young women who aren't even developed in their sexuality yet and forcing sexuality onto those people, which is a problem all on its own, where you have somebody who is in a position of power, who's in a position of authority in a church, speaking sexuality into the lives of people who haven't even like begun their own personal journey yet and are already having rules established around it. Yeah. Wait, who are you talking about? Can we say names? <laughs> we can um, them out. Well, I mean, it's not even about a specific person. I've been to a few different churches growing up where it mm-hmm. was just kind of like um, you would go to camp or you'd go to the all-nighter at church. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it always the conversation would always start if it was like men or guys and girls there. It would be like guys are blue. Girls are pink. Let's not no make purple. purple. Yes. And this was coming from, um, you know, people who were 30, 35 years old, leading small groups, leading all those kind of things. And the mm-hmm. conversation would always kind of lean and start kind of going into a place of conversation about what is sexuality, what is permissible, what mm-hmm. isn't permissible. And then it would always kind of be like, uh, you always kind of get into the conversation of like, boys don't like get into pornography mm-hmm. and yes. girls don't, don't gossip. Yeah. And yeah, it was I like this that. whole push and pull dynamic, like all the time about what is your sexuality? What's mm-hmm. in your control? What is yeah. your responsibility? And I don't know, like where, where does you, where does your sexuality sit within a relationship? 
yes. with your peers. So it's like telling the people all the rules of the road, but right. they haven't even learned how to drive a car yet. Yes. Yes. They don't know their sexuality. Oh, yeah. They haven't yeah. been taught how to like empower their bodies and explore their bodies, but they're like, I can't. I yeah. Can't. <laughs> well, and for me, like personally, when I was in middle school, everybody goes through sex ed, right? Mm-hmm. I wasn't even allowed into the sex ed class. I was, oh. <laughs> my parents literally didn't like sign didn't sign the slip. <laughs> so I had to sit outside oh. and just be like in this place of like ignorance. Why is there a slip? <laughs> yeah. Why is there a slip? We're talking so, about our bodies. Like why, oh. why is that there? Like there's a responsibility to, to health, first of all, sexual yes. health oh and gosh. that knowledge. But apparently it's, it's something you can opt out of. Because it, it could know. religiously offend you. Totally. What was that like? Um, it was interesting because, you know, um, for me, I had, I had zero experience on it at all. I hadn't had a girlfriend. I hadn't, like, kissed. I had, like, no, none of that. Um, and so I had no experience in that way. And so I, we would go to church and we'd have these things where it was like, <laughs> well, don't, you know, don't make purple. Don't don't get involved with the girls. You're like, I haven't even held a girl's hand. Right, exactly. And then they get into the pornography thing, and I'm like, well, that's not a struggle for me. Like, mm. that's never. I'm not even like there yet. Yeah. Um, because I I haven't even like begun that whole like mental journey struggle that everybody says it is. Um, you're a late bloomer as well. Yeah, I was. Well, yeah, that's true. I was a late bloomer, but <laughs> but then you, I got into a place personally where like I had a um, youth pastor that would actively encourage me into pornography through those conversations mm-hmm. because he's to like, wait, he was like, wait a second. Like you haven't ever like, and I was like, no, I haven't watched anything. I don't like, I have no desire to that. And he's like, well, that's good on you, but like you're missing out, man. And it was like well, that, those are the serious. conversations mm. where you have these people in power in a Christian setting where there's like this, weird balance of discovering your sexuality but not sinning in their ways you know like not not um well pornography was one of them but like masturbating yeah like all of that kind of stuff like i'll just say it (laughs) no it's just it it kind of like has a split where it's like people want to relate to you and they Mm -hmm. want to like have that conversation from from a personal place but they also like are trying to follow the Bible so strictly that it's like there's this divergence of what they do mm-hmm. and what the Bible says and what they're teaching. And it brings up this whole conversation where it's just like this constant like separation of reality and biblical teaching that like they're trying to uphold this image, but they also live in this other lifestyle. And so there's like a constant yeah. bleed. That's beautifully put. Yeah. I love that. Well, like that's what we were talking about earlier with like the wounds. Like mm-hmm. when you have something that's so repressed, it's like the Bible says, don't even touch yourself. Yeah. Right. Then of course you have this natural psychological split of like, oh my God, I have to though. Yeah. Right. And that's what you're talking about. It's just these two kind of crazy polar opposites. So for Adam, it was like, he was like, I, I haven't and I don't experience any of the things that you're saying that I should or will be experiencing. And for me, I was a very sexual kid. <laughs> I mean, I, I started, I uh, got my period when I was 11 and I, I was an early bloomer, like everything for me, like my sexuality was like, as soon as I was like ready to go, I've yes. always been sexual, <laughs> girl, um, I hear you. always been sexual. So for me, uh, I, I did look at porn and I also masturbated and nobody talked to girls about it. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, so 
So are we just like, well, are <laughs> we ex- are we excused? <laughs> Since I'm not a man, I'm not a boy. And, you know, you always hear the messages of like, well, boys, like guys do not masturbate. Guys don't look at porn. And like nobody talked to the girls about it. So I was like, this is a loophole. <laughs> this is a loophole. <laughs> it's a loophole for me because we were just like, as women, we were desexualized in the way that pe- the message was, you know, uh, women, girls, like, you won't really like sex. It's yes. not going to be good for you. Yes. <clears throat> Men are these very sexual beings. Um, suck it up. But, yeah, suck it up. Do the thing. Like, do what you got to do. Please your man. Please your man. Yeah. Um, y- and you won't really like it. And I'm like, I, I think I'll like it. Like, I'm like, <laughs> no, I think I'm going to like it. Um, oh, not me. Like, I was super sexual. Oh, really? In that, like, I humped everything as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, at my home, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> and I, like, was super into boys and, like, always skirting that line of, like, what's too much. And, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But I had thought that sex would be so scary. And then I like, oh, learned right. about masturbation. Right. Like, in my, like, late teens. And was it, like, oh, it was a rescue? Yeah, yes, totally. It was, like, heaven. But I still did not know. I don't know. I still have this fear around. Okay, I will penises. say yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I will say same. Like same. I just I I mean like the message of like women, you're not sexual, and I was like, I don't resonate. Totally. Like yes, because I definitely resonate with your like mentality of being like, yeah, I'll just take care of it myself. <laughs> I don't need to split it. I don't right? It's yeah. Like- well, I was scared because I was like, well, if men are these guys like humans that are just gonna like take what they need and take what they want. I'm good on my own. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? So I did not paint a beautiful picture of like intimacy for myself. Um, so, so it's kind of not opposite, both the same damaging messages to both like, you know, Adam's experience and then my experience being sexual and was like, yeah, nobody's talking to me about it. Um, except for like, don't dress certain ways. I'm like, okay, that has nothing to do. Like that has nothing to do for me. I didn't resonate. That was not tied with my sexuality. I was like, my sexuality and how I dress is not linked. To me, like that's how yeah. I felt. Um, although I, I think that some people they like to present their sexuality based on like what they wear, and that's mm-hmm. great and wonderful. I just didn't, um, and I still some I often don't. And anyway, and I actually pulled up the definition of purity culture because I was like, Ooh. okay, let's just go ahead and like get it out there. So uh, on this website, it says purity culture is the term often used for the evangelical movement because I want to say it's not just all it's not all Christian. It's mm-hmm. not. You know, it's not Christianity. It's the evangelical movement <clears throat> that attempts to promote a biblical view of purity by discouraging dating and promoting virginity before marriage, often through the use of tools such as purity pledges, symbols such as purity rings, and events such as purity balls, all of which I took part in. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Um, I Did you ever read the something like The Princess and the Kiss or anything like that? No, I read Joshua Harris, um, I Kissed Dating Goodbye. Oh my gosh, I have things to say about that. True Love Waits or whatever. You know, okay, well, let's first go there. Yeah, yeah. You know that Joshua Harris has, like, gone back and he doesn't, he's not publishing his books anymore. Good for him. Did you know that? Did you, did you hear that? uh, Yeah, I think maybe from Emily Joy. Okay, yes. um, is a big, like, proponent of, like, demystify and yep, deconstruct culture. yeah yeah purity culture and church too like interesting she has that movement. so wait what caused him I okay it's i don't i don't know what the like yeah. switch but i watched a couple things and i read a couple things and he it's amazing because he he literally stepped okay so joshua harris first of all he is the author of um 
How I Kissed Dating Goodbye? Oh, Is yeah. That, yeah, I think, yeah. I think that's his. Anyway, and he has since <clears throat> stopped publishing. Um, and that book was actually one of the most... Did you ever read it, Adam? Mm-mm. Okay. Um, I was, I was encouraged to read it and I'm, I'm so glad like spirit inside of me was like, no, don't. I, for some reason was totally not into reading that book. I was like, uh, I'm good. I've already done all the purity stuff. Like I'm going to date. <laughs> so I'm not going to read that. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm really glad I didn't. It so, tormented me. Did it torment you? Oh my God. Yes. Well, it tormented thousands of people, <laughs> thousands yes. of people. And it's not to say that that message or, um, Function doesn't work for people because it does. And it obviously works for some people where they don't date or they don't even kiss until they're married or whatever. They date versus, um, what is the other thing? Court. Court, yes. Okay, so just a question before we get too far into this is for people like me who don't know what this book is okay, about. Yes. What is the how, general idea of what this book How to is? Kiss Dating Goodbye. So, Go ahead. Because you read it. Many times. <laughs> many? I, like at least twice. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Ouch. Um, yeah, ouch. So, yeah, like it was the idea that um, you can find your soulmate mm-hmm. just by like Exactly. That's so dangerous. And also that there's a lot of burden on the male and the female Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of protecting their thought life. So he gives this example of like being in a hammock with a woman and like her feet are by his head and vice versa so that they're that they're not like too close or something, but her ankles were just like arousing him and like all the guilt and shame he felt. And then reading that as a female and just being like Oh my gosh, my ankles. Oh, yeah, like how do I? You're like, I didn't even think about that. Oh, I can't win for losing. And I'd already oh kissed boys. I, like, I was yeah, way past. Right. Like, You're like, I'm already too gone, far gone. Totally. Just by kissing someone. It was just this terrible like shame burden, basically. No, it, yeah. it is. And so so skip forward to now. Um, I'm not sure how many years ago this was. I think it's relatively recent. He stopped publishing his books because he realized he was wrong. Um, he admits to it, which is mm-hmm. crazy because all of my purity culture messages were based around his book. So when he, like the author, like the person who wrote those words is like, actually, no. <laughs> I, it definitely makes you like rethink a lot. At least for me, it made me rethink a lot. He said that he doesn't regret everything because there are some people who've been positively affected by it. And it's been like the path of, was chosen for them and that they chose and that it worked for them. Right. Um, so it's not to say that that, that path is wrong. That's not what we're saying, but his message was just very like legalistic and very condemning and very, um, he, he basically is like, he had interviews with people and apologized. He was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry that I, what did he say? I wrote things and made it sound like the Bible said it. Mm. He's like, because that was me saying things, not the Bible. Like I came up with ideas and concepts that are found nowhere in the Bible and people in the movements, purity movements and whatever, different rallies and stuff, like they spun things to where it sounded like it was from the Bible. And that's so, that's so damaging. Well, and that's the dangerous thing too. It's just like, I feel like so many people in that whole movement mm-hmm. used the Bible to justify the narrative that they wanted to move forward, which is like, 
the opposite of what you really should be doing as a Christian, right? Like you should, you should be building your narrative around the Bible, not the other way around. And so Mm -hmm. it's just like, yeah, that's really tough. It's interesting too, because it's not just like the Old Testament or Bibles, like I think other religions, like whenever I was in Greece, they were talking about these these things that would happen to these women who were like priestesses and they had to take a vow of celibacy. Mm. And if they broke it in any way, they'd be stoned or yeah. worse, like built into walls, like mm. built into Dear walls a lot. So it's like so deep in history that we have this wow. like yeah. pressure around purity. Yeah. And what does that even mean? Well, I was going to say the Bible, there's nine verses in the Bible that talk about like sexuality nine and the the church talks the evangelical church let me be clear talks way too much about sexuality and and like holds it up not that it's not important because it is important obviously it's a conversation that we're having a lot in today like today you know it's it's an important conversation but it is not like the pinnacle the bible talks mostly about the 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 sin that is talked about most is pride. And then it also says so many times in the Bible, do not fear, do not fear, do not fear, do not fear. And only nine verses talk about sexuality. And so it's just, unfortunately, the evangelical church has just basically fear-mongered so many people. Um, I know that my, like I, when I got married a year and a half ago, I was so happy to, to be like away from the, cause even my own, mind being sexual I couldn't escape that like it was still wrong but now that I'm married it's like when I I I would see myself in the future I'm like when I'm married if I think sexual things it's allowed Mm. you know yeah even even if it's just like my own pleasure that Mm. I have in my mind it's like my pleasure wasn't allowed until I was married Mm -hmm. um so Mm. therefore I was like something to unpack I know and I've recently kind of like been going through that I'm like so I just like had this pinnacle idea that like being married I'll just quickly all of a sudden just like takes away all of your like sexual immorality as if that's immoral. Which is interesting because trigger warning, mm. rape, mm-hmm. remember the post you shared mm-hmm. about, um, wasn't it like a husband who like. Yes. So it was like, you're, are you talking about the, um, the marital rape? Yes. Yes. So. And actually, it's on, yeah, it's on YouTube. That's how right. I found it. Yeah. Um, and marital rape is a real thing. Um, right. It's when someone says no, and then someone doesn't listen. But it's like you were saying, it's like it's marriage, so everything goes. It's right. like you're fine. allowed to have pleasure, and you're allowed to take your pleasure, and yeah, take yeah. and do whatever it, whatever it takes to get what you want yeah. and need in a negative light. But in a positive light, I was I was happy to be like done with what because i don't know exactly how to say this like how to word this so help me if i'm not going to say this well but like my whole relationship with god as soon as i heard the purity message so i'm i'm from 11 years old to when i got married i was always like i would base somebody be like how's your walk like how are you like how's your walk with god like how's your relationship and literally the first thought that came to my mind was like okay well have i been sexual lately like have i like mm. masturbated recently <laughs> have i thought things lately and literally i was like well if i hadn't i would say it's good like we're good i'm good like i feel connected to god and then and then on 
like retrospect or like on the other side, if I had, or if I had been like more sexual lately, I'm like, it's bad. Or like me and God are not good, which is not how God functions. But that was like, that was what was preached to me was like my relationship with God was completely centered around my sexuality. Interesting. And that was the message that I was given. Well, and in a way too, that like, that makes in your head and in your own like spirituality that you're finding, right? Like that makes sex the anti-God. Yes, exactly. If, if, if sex is like the primary thing that disconnects your relationship from God, then mm-hmm. that is the antithesis. That is the God that you're worshiping that is not God. Yeah. Rather than living in a place where sexuality and pleasure and all of that, that that entails is something that was given to you by God, that it's a form of worship yeah. But it's a form of, like, appreciating everything that, like, God created you to be and, like, built inside of you and built into relationships and into your own, like, psyche. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and that kind of connects, too, to, like, the LGBTQ plus, mm-hmm. like, affirmation because 100%. so many churches are, like, no, because it has to do with sex. And it's, like, yeah. well, what about love and acceptance? What about mm-hmm. all the other things? Oh, my gosh. I know. When I... Now, as I've grown, and this is this has been a journey, so it hasn't been a quick, easy overnight. Yeah, for journey, it's been a journey. <laughs> um, but I've come to how, you know, how I read the Bible is I'm reading the the message of the Bible, not the translation, but I, the message of the Bible, the message of a chapter or a you know a section of the Bible. I'm reading the message. And I'm not just focusing so hardcore on the words because the words, if you read them, just if you just pinpoint just words it gets very contextual. Do you know what I mean? And so it's like, okay, so I'm looking at the whole message and I really believe the Bible is about, you know, sexual integrity and God is about like his, his heart is about having sexual integrity. And, um, for me personally, so if people like know the background, like Adam and I, we waited, we actually didn't have sex until we were married. Um, which I, I I don't even really know how, like, I'm glad I didn't have sex with anyone else just because from I know myself, I'm glad that I didn't. But it's not it that's not a religious that's not like a religious right. belief. Do you know what I mean? I'm like mm-hmm. I'm for my own personal reasons I'm glad I didn't. However, I could have had sex with him before we got married and it, it would have been like I would have been happy and that would have been fine, but I it was something I held like I wanted to hold on to, and I had like made the promise to myself, but really I was like, I think I want to wait until I'm married, but that was a personal choice at the, like by the end of us dating and by the end of like the past five years, it got to the point where I was like, this is a personal choice, not a rule that I'm Mm. following anymore. Do you know what I mean? Totally. And that does totally lead into the LGBTQ plus thing, because Mm -hmm. then that puts you in a place where any sort of experimentation outside Mm -hmm. of a marriage with your sexuality and your sexual preference is something that's frowned upon. Mm-hmm. So just kind of diving into that a little bit, what, I, I don't even know like really how to start into it, but like what is it about purity culture that separates the sexual self mm. in general, whether that's mm-hmm. like LGBTQ, cisgender, whatever it is, but like what is it, that separates that from your spiritual self so much that it can be formulated as a sin and something that condemns you to hell for the rest of eternity. Like, like where did that, 
where did that come from? Yeah, like how did how did how did, how did we, we get, get to there? a place <laughs> yeah. where it's so separated that it's not only not a part of your spiritual journey, but it's literally like if you find yourself to be sexually non cisgender or even just identifying yourself as non cisgender, mm-hmm. like how do you how do you come to a place where only straight relationship people are either a allowed a sexual experience period mm-hmm. are allowed a relationship at all mm-hmm. and are allowed acceptance into heaven totally right because i mean for me growing up in the southern baptist church we were taught that like if you were gay basically mm. you that was your plight to bear right you don't mm. get to right. be with someone right that was always like well yeah. you know some people are you know, burdened with, they want to hurt people. Or they want, oh my God. Like, yes. Yeah. Like, yes. Like comparing as if that's a comparison. Right. Exactly. Uh, so it's not, yeah. <laughs> let me be clear. Yeah. It is not a comparison. But that is interesting. Like, how do we get there? I, like, I wonder too, like to me, it has something to do and maybe matriarchs would be this way too, but we mm. just have a long history of a pa- patriarchy. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market where we've given, we've placed so much power on the female body Mm. to cause sin and to be (laughs) this like solace of strength. And in marriage, you're responsible for all the pleasure. It's just like this. We put all this power on the body and taken away all the power (laughs) of agency. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I just wonder that to me, that has to create this like weird Mm. dynamic of resentment and guilt and shame yeah. because of the the distribution of power. It's just not equal. Well, yeah, it's it's <laughs> scooting up to the microphone. Um, it's um, it's like telling somebody like what they're we're like pointing fingers at somebody like this is like this is what you do wrong. Like for women, it, a mm-hmm. lot of the time it's like we're we're sexualized in the way that it's like what we present and what we have and it's our quote burden (laughs) Mm -hmm. like our bodies are our quote burdens like how we what we wear and how we wear like whatever um yet we are desexualized in the way of like well it's not your own because what you say like Mm -hmm. agency like it's not it's still not your own to hold in your hands like Mm -hmm. your sexuality has nothing to do with you Yes, and it's harmful for men, right? Because they're the mm-hmm. ones who have all the, like, they oh. have all the agency and power, mm-hmm. and all this burden falls on them. I don't think they and, want that. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then I feel like, for some reason, like, this toxic dynamic creates this fear of the other, mm-hmm. because you're not accepting of yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So therefore, why would you be accepting of this, like, transsexual person? Yeah, you right. Know? Well, it creates a fear in yourself of, mm. so for, like, me, I'm mm-hmm. I'm very confident in my sexuality, which is which allows me the space to really kind of be on that sliding scale between the masculine and feminine, you know? Mm. Like, both of those exist in every single person. Absolutely. That's not something that's that's specifically reserved for man or woman. Um, and so like it's, it has created in me a fear of my masculine sexual energy, you know, like, because there's already been so much power put into that, 
it's it's almost something that's scary, you know? It's like almost something where it's like mm-hmm. that's so much pressure number 1 and then like with this whole conversation of women aren't going to enjoy it, there's like this whole dynamic of like selfishness that's put on it. Like I don't even resonate with it's that. It's like no, like literally <laughs> this is a mutual thing. Like I and, and it and it draws me more into my feminine energy. Um yeah. which which is so interesting because I feel like the full expression of your sexuality should be balanced. Yes. Um, yeah. Whatever balance looks like to you, to you as yeah. Well. Like it's not. It's a balance within yourself. It's not a balance in some like outside perspective. Like it's balanced within yourself. Um, yeah, that's. But I think also that's why like there's so much of a fear, especially there's fear mongering and anger and hate mm-hmm. that comes from hyper masculine men yes. toward the transgender community. I think because it's such a it's such a very visual representation mm-hmm. of the sexuality that they're afraid of. Oh my god, yes. That's so mm-hmm. interesting. That's and to speak to what you're saying about this like responsibility burden, I'm gonna throw Trey under the bus first. <laughs> yeah. So I have the body positivity project. Yes. I do body painting. I have naked people in my house a lot. Yes. <laughs> and there was one day where I had these two um women over and they were being body painted. And Trey was coming home early, and I was like, do you guys want towels? And they're like, no, we're fine. Yeah. And so Trey opens the door, and there's these two naked women, and he's like, oh, hi. And, like, he meets them. Yeah. And then he, like, goes into his room. (laughs) And then, like, later, he texts me and is like, hey, I need some water. And later, I was like, you know, you could have come out. Like, they were consensual with, like, being seen. Yeah. But he just felt like it would be creepy yeah. as a male to be coming out. Even and though they in. were fine. Right. Exactly. Because it's like you have this burden. You have this self-identity that's completely not built around your own experience. Totally. Yes. That is so interesting. I know. Wow, that is that is That is very fascinating. I that's so That's so similar to, like, what I feel like you tell me all the time, Adam. Like, yeah. you're just like... I. I feel like I have to like make decisions based off of things that have nothing to do with me. Like yes. it's not my, that's not actually who I am, but I have to just like, yeah, even like, but, like socially, like I need to make sure everybody else is okay. And maybe that's <laughs> the two in me. Yeah. It's just like always trying to take care of people. But I think a lot of people struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Totally. And actually that's interesting because I always was, I feel like I kind of pushed the boundaries a little bit in ways I was like, I was always comfortable, so, you know, I did musical theater. I'm just, I don't know, I'm comfortable with my body. Um, and so I remember I just, and yeah, and times just pushing the boundaries. I'm like, it's fine. If, like, if I would have to change or something and there'd be a guy around, I was like, I don't care if you, like, I don't care if you look. Like, I don't oh, wow. care if you turn around or if I don't. I never cared. And Adam actually knows this from on tour, like I was that way, like before we were ever, ever dating, I was that way. But like, because of his experience, he was like, no, I'll leave the room. Like, you know, obviously he was like, okay, I'm going to get out of here. But for me, I was like, I don't care. Like it, I know it's fine. Like I, I don't assimilate. I'm like a kind of little, a little bit of a rebel when I'm like, I don't assimilate with my body being sexualized, <laughs> being an age. Yeah. I was like, you can't sexualize me. I don't give you permission. So I'm like, wow. <laughs> there it is. I love that. Oh my God. I need a t-shirt. Can I have that on a t-shirt? <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, oh girl. So, that's so the opposite of me. I like, really? I just now for the first time in my life went on a hike 
and was exercising in a sports bra. Mm. And I did not go to the park. I like went in a tank top. Yeah. And once I got to the trail and no one was around, like, I took it off. Yeah. Because that's my comfort level. Like yeah. I just like have this shame of like, I'm going to get targeted and it's going to be my fault. And like all this stuff, oh, it's just yeah. terrible. Well, I have that too. I have that too. I think it's me wanting to be a rebel to that emotion. Oh, gotcha. So well, I love that. So it's, yeah, so it's definitely not like a, oh, I'm just naturally, well, okay, I am, I am very comfortable, but I do have those thoughts of like, I always want to make sure I'm safe, right? Like I don't want to like, which be naked in the public because I want to be safe. Yeah. Can I just say that's the definition of terrorism when you change your behavior yep. based on fear. Absolutely. True. 100%. <laughs> and we are terrorized by yeah. this like idea of the male gaze, which we hear firsthand. It's not even the male experience right. necessarily. Yeah. Well, it's a ter- it's, it is a terrorism that goes both ways, right? Because we're all changing what we would naturally do <laughs> oh, because beautiful. of that. Yes. Based off of this uh, message. Because of fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because of fear of falling into these stereotypes that have kind of been built around sexuality. Yeah. And I just, I think, so just going back to my experience, I just kind of refuse to be like sexualized. And like, I think it helps though that I am smaller and I don't feel like I have, I don't have like huge breasts or anything like that to where I feel like if I did, so I'm very, very, very much like I understand what it's like for a woman who does want to cover up more because like I would get that if I had more to to show. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not trying to like downplay my own body. Like I'm very proud of my body and I think it's a sexual like being. But if I was like had more going on, I think I would be a lot more reserved. I know Mm -hmm. for me, if I have like a sports bra on, like you're not, it's, you're not going to like see much. You know what I mean? Although Adam's like, no, it's good. It's good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I definitely resonate with, that that fear and like I'm always like double checking like who's around me um I think also I was really over sexualized in the Christian industry and Mm. I think there are parts of me that Christian industry meaning music (laughs) this is what I meant um so I think there are parts of me that I have to I have to push myself because I can't stand to stay in my brain about my body. <laughs> like I have to push myself to be like, no, I'm going to go up to the gym and just wear a sports bra and like whatever. And I'm going to wear these tight leggings. And like I force myself, right? So it's not like this just natural, like, I don't know, power, but I have to do that or else I will never go outside of my house. I will never walk my dog in like a tank top if I don't force, like I do have to force myself and just tell myself, I'm like, I don't give you permission to sexualize me. So therefore like I own me, that's it. I'm the only person who owns me. Um, and so it, it's, it's been a process and like being sexualized as a Christian artist, (sighs) purity culture. I don't know if you ever got these messages, but I lived them well for a long time. Four fingers for the tank top, right? So from the collarbone to whatever, that's mm-hmm. like a thing. I'm actually not going to tell all of them because if I was listening to this 10 years ago, I've been like, oh, what's the next things? And I would want to <laughs> live by them. So I'm not going to go into all of them, but there are like rules and like amount of like inches for skirts and shorts and shirts. And there's just, there's a certain like expectation. And I think being in the Christian industry and it being taken even a step further because it's like you have to be, you have to have sexual appeal without being sexual mm. at all. Um, 
And, you know, one time I lifted up my arms in worship and I was basically attacked with like somebody being like, how dare you worship? How dare you think you can worship when, you know, I see a little bit of like skin on the belly, right? You're going to cause someone to stumble. Oh my gosh. I know. And so that was... You're like, your eyes should have been closed anyway. Yeah. You should have been in the moment, not looking at my midriff, you perv. But anyway, so that, and then I was where, you know, I would like to wear chokers, cute chokers. And that was like, somebody was like, you look like a sex worker. And like, just a lot of things where I mentally was like, I don't give you that permission. Like I have to tell myself or else I'm, I'm going to be like, Oh, like, I don't know. Should I not have, should I not have, should I not have? And I can't do that to myself. Like I refuse to do that. And I also am an older sister. So my younger sister was part of this as well. And she was very much affected. So she has her own version, own story of like how this really, really affected her and how, you know, being sexualized was just very damaging. Um, and I think as an older sister, I kind of took on the role and it was natural for me to be like, we give no Fs, Brooke. Like we give no Fs. Like it's fine. Like it doesn't matter like what they say, but she's like, it does matter. And like, what if I'm leading somebody down? I'm like, you're not like, and I refuse. And I'm just, and I think that's just being an older sibling. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Like totally. with somebody who's going through the same experience. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like you, what you said in your post about love boundaries mm, basically mm, yeah. I mean enmeshment is this idea that we're responsible for other people's thoughts and feelings yeah and health right. is saying mm. no I'm yes. responsible for my thoughts and feelings and that's what you were doing yes because the truth is someone could sexualize you mm-hmm. but that's their bullshit yeah that's, that's their problem yep. not yours don't tell me about it like and that's the thing I'm like do <laughs> not tell boundaries. me <laughs> yeah do not tell me that you, what you think about me or like what you think about what I'm wearing. Because then I'm going to tell you exactly how I feel about your thoughts that you're yeah. having about me right now. Like, please do not. Like, save <laughs> us both. Like, yeah. Um, but so I'm curious. Did you, so you grew up Southern Baptist, mm-hmm. you said? Okay. So Southern Baptist, you said you had, did you have a purity ring? I had a purity ring. I didn't have okay. my own ceremony. I was part okay. of a joint ceremony. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Well, I would. I had. I had. Joint. That's not a cult. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I, I had a joint. I went to True Love Weights, and yes. then I also actually never got a ring, but I did get jewelry of some sort. Yeah. Um, I had my own individual one, like with my family, mm-hmm. which I don't. I don't want to like because I, you know, I know people will listen to this, whether they're family or friends or strangers. I am not. 100% like I'm not saying that like there are messages within purity culture that might ring true and might be like beautiful when it comes to like yes intimacy between you know two people who love each other like I think that's beautiful but there's a lot of damage in that as well and so like I've been saying if it worked for you I'm happy for you and I'm like not condemning I'm not condemning anybody who waits to have sex before they're married I mean I literally waited so I I am with you like and I didn't so like we yeah, have the okay, full I was gonna, spectrum I was going to ask yeah. so so you didn't wait was no, Trey I, your first or did you have sex before that so I definitely had sexual encounters before okay. that I was the kind of person who was like so conservative like didn't drink didn't cuss mm-hmm. and then I went to college and had that other side come out of yeah. like I want to experience all of it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and there was a lot of shame in that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I remember um, once my mom realized I was sexually active, yeah. 
the hysterics. Like, just like, was she, it, oh my gosh, was I bad? was like berated. Oh gosh, she left the room. Oh no. She came back in. She's sobbing. Oh and gosh. it really, and I understand her now as a whole person. And so I understand mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from her past why that was so traumatic. Right. But that was not my reality. Yeah, yeah, Mine yeah. was not dramatic. Mine was like a healthy, consensual exploration. Yeah. Oh, I love um, that. That's yeah. beautiful. Well, so that's okay. So then, yeah, we do have like the spectrum here. Absolutely. And it's all okay. Yeah. Well, I'm interested too. So how, what was the transition like for you mentally mm-hmm. going from being single and sexually active and exploring your sexuality mm-hmm. into being in a married relationship where the dynamic of your sexuality changes. Yeah, I want to know. <laughs> well, I mean, so it, it didn't really change that much. I mean, I was oh, kind good. of like a monogamous, slanted person. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was, like, involved with someone, it was with them exclusively. Right. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> she wasn't sleeping around, Adam. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I mean, no, I mean, no, no, no shame. There. Yeah. For sure, for sure. But it just got so much better. Yeah. yeah. So much better. Because I guess, I guess my curiosity is it's not even, not even inside of the like monogamy with sexuality, but more inside of the, um, your body goes from being something that's, that's a stumbling block for men to being something that is owed to your husband, like within the realm of Christianity. Right. And so like going, going from that transition of like, you need to mask your sexuality. You need to keep it under control to moving into a place where like you allow yourself to be like sexy and you allow yourself to like have those conversations. Cause I know for us, like Mm. there's even been this, there's even been like a transition of like, I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable, but also I want to be free to like tell her how beautiful she is. And I want to like feel comfortable to like, slap her butt and like really like go for it you know <laughs> and not hold myself aggressive. back so like that's more the transition Seeking, that like. i went through was mm-hmm. like this mm-hmm. going from feeling like any sort of sexual encounter was inappropriate to allowing myself Finding to the line. yeah to find what that looks like healthily in yeah. a relationship so I think I was doing all of that exploration of like where is my line mm-hmm. like and also grappling with like um, an upbringing that taught that the Bible was literal mm. to my young adultness where I was more sexually active to realizing that the Bible is not literal. Yeah. And when Trey and I met each other, we both categorized ourselves as Christians, but like very broadly speaking, okay. like, like more so you liberal guys were Christians. kind of already on that path. We were. Okay. And then we've kind of both since like left Christianity mm-hmm. just because it's like, for whatever reason, for us there wasn't enough resonance within just its text that was like, this is for me because Mm -hmm. I realized, you know, there's a lot of other religions that have these similar themes. What if I can own the themes without the book? Oh, that's so good. I mean, that's so huge because that leads us into a whole other conversation. That's a whole other podcast that I am all about. Yes. Yes. There's, there's something that's so interesting about people thinking that they have the authority and the solo experience of a spiritual encounter. Oh gosh. Just assuming that, that because <laughs> your version of God, his name is God, his name is Jesus, and somebody else's... Ex- it's a male. <laughs> right, yeah, it's a male. Exactly. It. And somebody's, somebody else's experience is that it's Allah or it's anything yes. else, like to, to try to claim authority over whose spiritual experience is, is true and whose isn't is just... Mm, that's a message. Oh, another thing. That's a whole day. So, but basically when we got together, we were kind of on the same page. Okay. And well, so- that's that's kind of... You're lucky. I feel like a lot of people who 
uh, will expand their understanding of the Bible and God and religion and all that. A lot of people, unfortunately, I feel like don't, that doesn't happen at the same time for them. For sure. And that's a struggle, especially, especially if people are married. It's like, okay, one person's like trying to hold you back and be like, no, like ground yourself into everything we know and tradition. (laughs) And the other person's like, no enlightenment. Trust me, take my hand. You know what I mean? It's like this thing. So that's actually really beautiful that you, you both were kind of on the same path. Luckily, Adam and I actually... Our marriage kind of led to our opening, yeah. which is great. That is so great. And, yeah, that's so true. I, I wasn't even going to say that, but that's like so true. Like our whole relationship has led us to where we are. I mean, going back to whenever we first, first fell in love, like that's a whole other conversation. But basically that's what I learned, that God actually wanted me to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, How and, beautiful. And it truly was like... Life altering completely because my whole life I just thought I was supposed to be a martyr and half happy, mm. and um, it yeah basically I was like well, and I was elated and I was the happiest I'd ever been and I was like well if this is wrong, I'm happy being wrong you know what I mean <laughs> I love and that. and then God was like who do you think I am who do you think I am? do you think I created this feeling this emotion this happiness for you for you to not fully experience it anyway yeah. long a long conversation about that but. Um, yeah, our whole relationship has kind of pointed us to, or helped us, like guided us to kind of where we are and is still guiding us. Um, I think God often uses each other, I feel like, and not just in marriage, I feel like in life, like, I mean, I feel like you honestly, I, it's so crazy because I don't think you said, you didn't even do much, like you didn't say much, but you inspired me in so many ways, like artistically, but also spiritually, like there was just something I think about your art and just who you are that was just like so like press in like Adam was saying like press in like you give that permission so well because um, I was telling you earlier I was like all I need is one person to give me permission like I'm I'm looking for that and you were that person for me like it was very much like uh huh press in like what else like what else like you're so that person I told Adam I was like I can't shut up around Ashley she's always giving me permission to talk and I can't stop (laughs) well and that's what drew me to you is like I just recognize so much of my own discovery and like yearning Mm -hmm. like in your journey Mm -hmm. and like I know for me it was so integral to have people that gave you permission that asked questions that like you were like oh wait yeah wait yeah I don't I don't know the answer to that like I don't know why I've thought that way and and I still look for that right like Mm. we're always growing and so I can learn from you and your journey and it's just very like symbiotic so who was that person for you my granddaddy Oh, yeah. oh, really? He was he was a missionary with the Southern Baptist Church okay. um, for 40 years. And then in his older age, he taught himself to read Hebrew. He translated the Bible oh, and then just right. started going on archaeological what? digs and like going to Bible scholars conferences. He couldn't get enough. He couldn't get enough. Okay. And then he had this like, what have I been doing moment. Of, Were like, you alive? Like, was this oh during gosh, your this life? This was during my sexual awakening. Okay. okay. Wow. And so I would just talk to him all the time and he just kind of felt like I've been force feeding Jesus or my God down these people's oh, throats. And who am I to say that this is the right way? They already had their God. And it wow. gives me chills. Wow. And, oh, wow. And, and so that was kind of my permission to like, well, let me learn more. What more can I learn? Wow. So how old were you? Like, when was that? Oh, I was like between like 19 and 24. And okay. um, most people in my family were terrified of it. Like one of my right. aunts was like, <laughs> would be. so like my cousin is in seminary and he's a missionary okay. in Asia. And she was like, 
told her father, my granddaddy, yeah. don't talk to my son about mm. these things. Yeah. It's so interesting that the closer people get to real truth rather than like, like indoctrinated <laughs> translation. Oh my God, yes. How afraid people get. So that's, huh. and that's gotta say something. What? You know what I mean? Like that's gotta, <laughs> that's gotta mean something when people start like shackling up, when people start like fear grabbing at anything they can't they like yeah they literally just start creating like these walls walls yeah walls. as soon as you see that you're like that's when now what i've learned red is flag like, that's when you're like um tap tap like so there's something there hello <laughs> for sure though because god is abundance yeah. right mm-hmm. and that's scarcity that's yeah. fear-based mindset yeah which is in the bible <laughs> is like literally says not to fear like yeah. over and over i feel like that's the message love Cast out all fear. Okay. <laughs> That's a Bible verse. But truly, I think, I mean, I love that verse. Love casts out all fear. Mm. Um, and I think that's that's God to me. Like, yeah. that's who God is. Faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, exactly. Anyway, that's, so your, that was your grandfather. Totally. Is he still alive? He is. He is. I need to go visit him. Do you, <laughs> yeah. Do you still, so you talk to him? Like we send phone? emails. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Or I'll go and visit them. That's amazing that you have someone in your family. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's beautiful. Like I'm so happy for you. I don't think it would have happened nearly as quickly. No. If it wasn't someone in my family. Cause I already had this like sense of safety Yeah. Sense right. Of, like, um, connection. You didn't need to permission. expand. You were like fine. You were like, yeah. you know, I'm fine with what I know. Yeah. You know? Although Belmont, <laughs> all of the yeah. liberal studies, I mean, studying the Bible with a critical analysis was also huge. Oh really? Yeah. Cause I never learned. <laughs> To read it as anything but literal, right? Okay. But to think about thinking about it critically was like, yeah, what? That's interesting that that happened for you at Belmont. Yeah, yeah. Because Belmont is a Christian college. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I studied. It was like Old Testament and New Testament. I think at, at yeah. Belmont um, at the time, though, I was very much like, oh, you're like, you're you're far. Like you're you're far from the truth it's fine i'll just go back <laughs> i was in every bible study there was at belmont oh get out no, i don't know that there was bible every there. i was <laughs> when i was a freshman when i was i love that that was when you were yeah so actually was having sex while i was in bible study every single night not having sex and here we are all in the same place <laughs> yeah so um anyway yeah no i was actually had a bible study every single night when i was freshman yeah. and then i stopped because i was like i need real friendships um because Bible studies, I actually would never have friends outside of the Bible study. Like, I only saw them at Bible study. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, what am I need friends. Like, real yeah. friends. Anyway, that's like a whole other thing. But, um, okay, well, I'm so glad. I'm so happy that, like, you've had that experience with your grandfather and, like, him just, like, helping bring you into the the light. I Can I say the light? Can I say bring you into the light? Help well, I think bring you, you into truth, yeah. I, and I don't. I don't think that's derogatory to anybody. There's think, no like yeah. hierarchy to truth. Mm-hmm. There just is truth. Yeah, yeah. So I don't mean the light. So your light. Oh, that's beautifully put. Yeah. It goes back to what you were saying too about sexual integrity. Like integrity, like you said, truth and light. These are all things that are kind of personal and. Yeah. Um, yeah only you know if you're living out of your integrity or not. Yeah, it's true. So how do we move forward? Like, what is the mess? I, okay, so I said when we were having a little break. So I. This is actually probably the most uncomfortable uncomfortable conversation I think I can have because purity culture is still something I don't know everything. Like, I, I'm still unpacking so much. Um, it's truly, like, something I, I feel like for years I'm, I'm still going to just, like, be digging things up and learning. But I think that's okay because, really, 
we're like the some of the first people, like we're we're some of. I mean, there's others as well, but like we're some of the first people who have had the true love waits. The I kissed dating goodbye. We're like the first generation to to be adults now out of it. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Do, mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And so I feel like this is a new conversation. Yeah. And I there isn't a lot for me to listen to or hear. There's like two podcasts that I know of that like I can listen to or like YouTube videos that talk about purity culture in this way. But really there's not like, there's not a lot out there. Interesting. So it's like, it is something I'm still figuring out how to talk about and like what it means to me. So like, what is the next step? Like what is the message where like, and I'm not saying like every time we have to have a conversation that there's a message for people to glean because I also am not really like, I'm just trying to live my own life. Right. (laughs) But what is the message? Like what, how can we grow from this? What do we look back and be like, Oh, I'm forgetting all of that. And then I'm moving forward. Or do we glean from things? Like, what do you think we should do about this? Like, what do you think we should do about purity culture? Yeah. Well, I think it kind of goes back to what Adam, what we were talking about earlier with this, like this lack of ownership of your body Mm. Um, yeah. and it's all up here. It's all in your mind. It's all like, yeah. what's your thought life? Like, um, you know, own your body, explore your body, get to know your body yeah. and the way that you feel right doing that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, giving people permission. maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's really, it is just finding that separation of ru- the rules, mm. whether, whether it's rules for or against like mm. sexual exploration with yourself. I think it's just like, divorcing that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. letting the journey just be what the journey is and having open conversation about it. And God wants to be a part of every aspect of your life. He is not like trying to stay out of your sexual life. Like God is literally like, let me in in every aspect of who you are. I like invite him into the conversation, invite him into the room. And like, and, and that's uncomfortable. That's weird. Cause like, like we've so often like told God to wait outside the door. Like, well, yeah. we, Go have sexual yeah. experiences. Like, okay, you stay here. I'll be back. I'm going to have that, and then we'll be good. And I think maybe maybe we just need to start inviting God instead of pushing him out of the conversation, being like, oh, anti-religion and sexuality go hand in hand. I don't think that's the case. I think God, I think spirituality and sexuality actually is very very closely tied and I feel like we need to have that like permission to explore that so if anybody's listening and you're looking for permission this is your permission that I needed permission so like this is your permission um and yeah this is just a conversation I don't I don't know I don't know how to help I don't know what next thing to say but I'm really glad like you were able to like be here and talk to us about it and um one last thing so how did you get into painting people's bodies. Oh, and then maybe this is also loaded from purity culture mm-hmm. or just this idea of the hypersexualized woman, yeah. but I've always loathed my body. Just mm. like really had a lot of shame and hatred. I just turned it towards my body. Mm. Um and that culminated in an eating disorder and then I was getting treated for it whenever I was at Belmont and I was in a film photography class and I was like talking to one of my girlfriends platonic girlfriends um about like would you be willing to get naked and model for me i want to get these shots that are more abstract and that make the body like art yeah and that was kind of the impetus and then from there i started painting bodies 
like figurative paintings Mm -hmm. um, and just trying to search for beauty and bodies that are not represented in the media because the media kind of shows us this like certain type of woman Mm -hmm. um, that I didn't really identify with. Um, And so just trying to find beauty in their bodies and then eventually that kind of parlayed into finding beauty in my own body in small ways. Right. Um, Well, body type also is like it, what the public sees as like the the pinnacle the body type it changes like oh my gosh time, totally it's yes. very very much changing so we can't even we will never match up why keep up yeah no. it's so interesting that you say that like you started with an abstraction of mm. the body something that wasn't represented do, do you think it was like like do you feel like it was you kind of like separating the sexuality from the body as a physical mm. form or do you feel like it was just you seeing like representing it the way that you see it as a woman with a body oh yes yeah. <laughs> all of it I mean I think it was like not wanting to sexualize the body mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um I think it was also just kind of what was interesting to my eye um and even with my paintings and drawings like sometimes I don't know I'm constantly like is this the male gaze or is this my gaze you know I'm mm. trying to constantly Interesting. which again goes back to like <laughs> making it y'all are the bad guys but you're not yeah Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Sex. What is sex? What is sex? And what is sex? Which pleasure? And I think it's. I think it is so disqualifying for a lot of people because, like, even at the beginning of our relationship, like intercourse itself was not something that was super easy. Like, it was something that was difficult, no. and it can be so painful to women to go from a place where you're hypersexualized in the church. Painful. And he, then, he means mental, emotional. Yeah, mental and emotionally. To going to a place where you're in a marriage and it's not something that's enjoyable, no less is it something that's like uh, you feel like you're capable Identity. of, right? I, like if you I identify identified as a sexual woman. So yeah, that's actually an interesting, I hadn't even thought about talking about that, but I always identified as very sexual, like very actively pursuing sexual things. Like mm. I just was, um, and so that was part of my identity. And that was like why I was so excited to get married because I was like, finally, I can like let that exist mm. in the light. You know, I can, I, I can talk about trying to get in my, like in his pants, you know, and be so, like, fine. So then when we got married and we had sex and we tried to have sex, it was very difficult for me. Physically, mm. it was hard. It was difficult. But then mentally and emotionally, I was completely rocked. Like, I mean, to a level, and this is actually what began my, purity culture research and like me digging things up. I was like, there is obviously something going on mentally and emotionally right now. Cause I'm very self-aware and I am just crying. Like anytime we would like have sex, I would just like ball. I would just like, I mean, boohoo cry. And I was like, what is going on? Um, anyway, so it, this like basically made me explore all of like purity culture, but it was an identity crisis that of I was course. like, no longer, I was like, this is what I've been waiting for my whole life is to be like freed from this burden of being sexual. And now, you know, burden, I, that's quotation marks of being sexual 
And then when I'm get when I get married, it's like finally it's gonna be the burdens lifted off of me. But then it's like I got married and then it wasn't working. Like intercourse. Right. You know, I'm talking about intercourse. Do you feel like it was too much pressure? Um Yes. I mean, physically, there were aspects that, like, we had to work through. But then mentally and emotionally, like, I, I truly was, like, I painted my a picture of myself. No, not physically, but I painted a picture for myself that I would be like this, like, my husband's going to be so annoyed because I'm going to, like, want sex all the time. And I'm just, like, going to be all over him all the time. And I'm just, like, I'm going to be this, like, sexual goddess. And, like, this is who I am. Because that's who I truly thought I I was, and I mean, and whatever. Built up this image. I built up this image of this, like, oh, I'm not going to be the wife who like is too tired. Like, I'm not going to be the wife that's like, not now. Like, and then, then, then I, then I was like, then it was like, uh, actually, I don't want to have intercourse right now. I'm like, who am I? Like, I don't want to be that quote unquote wife. I always told Mm -hmm. myself I was going to be the cool wife. You know, like these identities I just built up in my brain. Right. Um, which are just like so, uh, just so damaging. It's what I've been working through. Um, and like, once I started healing emotionally and mentally, and of course, actually, it was like, okay, like we figured this thing out. Like, and it's still something that it's like, I, I personally, I enjoy other things. I actually like sex, but like, I like other stuff. And I don't consider, so this is what we're talking about since being married. And since not always choosing intercourse and choosing other ways to be intimate, sometimes I, I have like, I can't go like, oh, I don't know. How do I explain this? I, I would hate the idea of like, oh, we haven't had like sex in this amount of time or whatever, if you're considering sex to be just intercourse. Mm. But I'm like, yeah, but like we messed around last night, like we messed around whatever. And it's like, I have to allow myself, like, I have to come to the reality that that's sex too. Yeah. Like, messing around and doing all this stuff. So, but that can really, that can really mess up a lot of people who are living in that purity culture mindset because they're like, no, 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 no. I'm a virgin. Like, I'm, I haven't had intercourse, but they're doing other things, whatever. And that can be really, like, alarming because nobody wants to, like, if you're living in that purity culture and you're saving yourself for marriage, saving intercourse for marriage, then like you're you say you think like that that is sex and hearing somebody say that like actually sexual intimacy is sex mm-hmm. <laughs> um that can be very alarming to people and that was alarming to me too and i didn't so and i i did explore sexually like with other people before i got married to adam so what is that what so did i have sex is that sex then and that's something <laughs> yeah. i have you know i did I have sex before marriage? Like, if I, you know, me and a, a boyfriend, like, give each other handjobs, so is that, is that sex? Yeah. yeah. If that's what I consider sex with my husband, like, some, like you know, if we have intercourse one night and the other, another night we're just, like, like whatever, messing around, I, this might be too much detail, but, like, <laughs> it's fine. Um, what, what, is, what is sex, right? And so it just, like, led me on this Yeah, no, and I think that's what journey. experts would say, right, is that sex is... Like pleasure intimacy yeah. honestly i just feel like it's yeah. just like sexual intimacy but yeah. anyway yeah that's it's a it's almost like a whole other topic but it's really not it's yeah. all within topic of like all right why are we thinking what we're thinking let's mm-hmm. explore this let's also not be dangerous i feel like 
premeditated sin. Have you heard of, do you know what that is? I do, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's like the issue, like people in purity uh, messages and, and messages that talk about like um, abstinence and only abstinence. There's a lot, that's very dangerous because then even though you're like, okay, I'm going to wait. Those people, a lot of people, if that's like the path that they choose, they don't prepare. They're not going to have a con, like they're going to be in a relationship and they're like, oh, I'm not going to buy condoms. Like I, that's premeditated sin. Like I'm not, that's, oh, yeah. and that's like the issue, right? But it's like, oh, if it just happens out of passion, it's like, oh, okay, well I can just ask for forgiveness the next day. But at least I didn't, pre- like I wasn't premeditated. Like I didn't mm. prepare, like whatever. That's very dangerous. Like that's. I mean, that's how babies get made. That's how babies get made. <laughs> I mean, it's, truly, yeah, it's how babies get made. But it's also like you're you're not preparing in any other way. I mean, True. there are diseases out there. Totally. There's like, I mean, not that like you know, condoms can like save you from everything in the world. Sure. This is not like me saying everybody go out buy condoms. But at the same time, maybe I, I am. Maybe yeah. I'm saying that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just I just feel like there's just a lack of preparation that's in purity culture and yeah. the purity message, and I just. That's fine to teach to teach somebody to choose abstinence if that's like what resonates with them and that's like what they believe God is calling for them. But I think it's ignorant to not prepare, and I that's something I'd like to encourage people is just like ex- yes, you have permission to explore, and yes, you have permission to be smart and like prepare. Like yeah, I anyway. That's just if there's any message. Yes. Within this, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, you should know you are the expert on your body, right? Don't let yes. other people tell you how to do your body mm. if it isn't aligned with what you already know. Yeah. Because like you said, there's like God or wisdom or whatever you want to call it embedded in our bodies, right? Yeah. Your body is a temple. Yes. And we were taught that there was sin in our flesh, but yeah. there's a lot of wisdom too. Uh, well, <laughs> G- Jesus became fleshy. Like he this gets is true. it. Like yeah. it's, our flesh isn't all bad. He, he also had one. Yeah, and um, there's plenty of... Crazy stuff that happens in your mind. <laughs> you yeah. Know, like it's just, yeah. It's, yeah, it's never ending. This conversation could go on forever, which true. I love. And so, Ashley, I just want to say thank you for being on our podcast. Yeah, Is there thank any you. way that um, people can find you, find your art, find who you are, like Instagram, website, all that? Tell yeah. us. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. This has been amazing. Um, my website is Ashley Tribute, dot com, And my Instagram is Ashley Tribute Studio. And I'd love for you to come and say hi or let me know what you thought about this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Let's continue it.